2020 a wasted year? Not for Glenn and Shelby. We were out every weekend gathering up food. We were preserving food. We were doing all the stuff we're going to talk yep. about because one of the things you guys need to know is that we live this. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my partner in life and partner on the show, Glenn Tate. Hello, hello. We have a great show today. We do. What are we going to talk about, Glenn? Well, this is part two of a two-part series on our guide to food preps, but updated for 2021. This is going to be really exciting. We started this last week with part one. Encourage you to go back to last week's show. You can check it out at prepping. Episode 119. 119 at prepping2-0.com. But before we dive into that, we have a few quick items to go over. One is our top 100 list. It's time to uh, talk about the top 100 things that go the quickest in a collapse based on the experience of Bosnian survivors. We have gone through the list once. We're going to now go through it We've again. We've rolled over the odometer. We've rolled it over. And so number one on the list, generators. You'll need them. You'll need them. Uh, they have all kinds of great dual fuel generators now, propane and gasoline in the same unit. Uh, the price of generators has come down. They're available widely. It is uh, the golden era of generators. You got to get one. And it still is, even after all the craziness of the pandemic. It is a great time always to get a generator. You can find them at Costco. You can find them at a hardware store. You can find them at a like, kind of a farm supply store. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And um, if you have questions about them, I encourage you to talk to an electrician about how to um, mm-hmm. connect them to your house for when there is a power outage. Really handy. So. Lurker. Lurkers come out of the shadows. What do we mean by that? Well, if you're listening to the regular show, like a lot of you are on the radio, welcome Welcome. radio folks. We love you guys. Or on YouTube or other places, iTunes, blah, blah, blah. You don't listen to the after show because you're not a Patreon and you wonder what happened in the after show. Well, we, we actually have a pretty good example of what you're missing. Part one of the food preps episode that we did. In the after show, we covered a couple key topics like inventorying food and more on selecting food, what kind of criteria to use when you're selecting food. Important stuff. Covered that in the after show. We're going to pick up where we left off, and we didn't do it on purpose, but if you are not a Patreon and you don't have access to the after show, there was a big gap in mm-hmm. this topic that we covered for Patreon. So basically, we finished off the whole topic of food. Mm-hmm. In general, and we're going to start today with preservation methods. But first, we want to talk about a couple other really fun, cool announcements. Update news, you know, da, 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 for you. Pam Radio is out, everybody. Pam radio.com. You've heard about it several times. Just go to the website, it explains it. If you want to check comms off of your to do list and you think radios are complicated and weird and expensive and time consuming, pam radio.com will show you why that's not true. So consider it. And also, Shelby, this is great. T- tell everybody your announcement. I'm really excited. Gives This is a great announcement. I have been recently invited and join a great bunch of gals at, over at Victory Girls Blog. I will be a weekly blog contributor there, writer. Um, great bunch of really just strident, fun gals who write from a politically conservative point of view, which I'm excited about. Gives me a way to kind of have an outlet that way. Um, I am scheduled to be the Tuesday post of the day person. Tuesday post of the day. Tuesday post of the day will be Shelby Gallagher. So I encourage you to go check it out. VictoryGirlsBlog.com We always want to recognize our great sponsors. Love them. We couldn't do what we do as high quality as we do it without them. Number one, first one, EMP Shield. Great folks over there. They have created a device that you connect to your devices, generally your home or your vehicle, to protect your home or your vehicle from an EMP or a CME. Uh, CME is a coronal mass ejection. Wow. And EMP is a, now I can't remember what EMP stands for. Electromagnetic pulse. There you go. So uh, protects them, keeps them from getting overloaded, and uh, keeps your electricity going, keeps your electronic devices from frying out. Great device. Encourage you to go over there. Use the coupon code prepping2.0 and you'll get $50 off each device that you purchase. Now, as we talk about our sponsors, 
the great kind of aggregated area you can find them is on our website prepping2-0.com under friends and affiliates you'll find EMP Shield as well as all of our other awesome sponsors and all the discount codes which is good stuff well yeah. let's get right into it we are continuing now on part two. Um, this is from the outline of our forthcoming whenever we get to it. And we really hope we do book called Food Preps 2.0. And we have a plan. We have a plan. We B have for a real that. plan. We had a plan before when he did this the first time. And I think this bears explaining. Yes. And then COVID. Yeah. Kind of just threw a wrench into everything. I honestly thought when COVID started, we'd be locked down, that I might have a chance to actually start really, really writing this. And that didn't happen. What really happened during COVID <laughs> was a whole lot of prepping. A happened. lot of food preps. We were out every weekend gathering up food. We were preserving food. We were doing all the stuff we're going to talk yep. about. Because one of the things you guys need to to know is that we live this. Yep. We don't just talk about this. We live this. We've done it. And you're going to learn from our mistakes. And since we had the food preps topic in past episodes a year and a half ago, episodes 44 and 46, back in August and September of 2019, a lot has changed both the the facts on the ground, the contour of what's going on, especially with COVID in 2020 and all. And Shelby and I have done more and learned more. So that's why we're doing this topic again with that 2021 update, because things are different and we've learned more. Well, and we also have a whole lot of new, basically COVID new preppers, which is great. Tons of new listeners. Thank every single one of you. Absolutely. And thank you for joining us. So uh, one of the first things we want to jump in on in today is preservation methods. And the first one is not really a preservation method, but it is store-bought food. Yeah. And if I may add this, Shelby, we're going to list these in the order of how easily and cheaply you can obtain them. So we're going to start off with the easy stuff and go into the more complicated slash expensive stuff because we figure that's a good way to go about prepping. Right. And what I think is interesting, too, again, think back to the year 2020 of COVID. And so many ways to preserve food became very hard to get a hold of. Mm -hmm. Um, Freeze dryers, uh, freezers, dehydrators. uh, Yeah. Canning supplies. Canning supplies became very difficult because... And I will. I said this in the last show. I will say this here. COVID gave us a really good pop quiz mm-hmm. on how to deal and conduct ourselves in a collapse situation. And it gave us a good pop quiz. And it also extra extraordinarily taught us how to prep even better for when truly there is a true collapse, which we all think is coming because we're... That's why you're listening. That's why you're listening. So if I may, we'll start off with the easiest and cheapest way of preserving foods. And it's not even a way of preserving foods. It's sort of a trick in there. And that is... You're paying for it. Yeah. Store-bought foods. Now, it's obviously not really a preservation method. Um, the preservation has already happened in what you buy. It's not like you have to go and freeze dry something. But we brought it up as the number one thing because it is the most common and the easiest to do. It's so, so readily available. Exactly. And it's where you're going to start naturally. Again, to all those new listeners, thank you so much for being here. Number mm-hmm. one uh, thing to consider when it comes to store-bought food is the types of stores. So, Shelby, what's the first type of store? Oh, well, right off the bat, it's what we all think of as a grocery store. Your, you know, whatever, your Publix, your Safeway, your whatever, your Kroger, definitely. And work your coupons there. I will say this in the, since COVID, um, the ability to, to coupon and look for kind of those weekly deals has diminished. Mm-hmm. But it's still there. Um, other ones that are really great that we use a lot is Costco and your again your Sam's Clubs your your bulk store, um, they are also great. We'll talk about this more later. They still you're able to get emergency supply like freeze dried food that you can just put in a bucket. It comes in a bucket and you just put it away. We'll talk about that more later. Other one that you and I have really maximized oh, yeah. is restaurant supply stores out here on the West Coast. It's um, Smart Source. Used Smart to, Food Service. It used go. to be Cash and Carry, which was <laughs> immortalized in the 299 Day Series yes. in the books one and two. Um, they still love me at the Olympia Cash and Carry because they're all big fans well, of the books, every for time real, we, seriously. Well, and every time we go in there, you introduce yourself. Well, it's I really sort of do. You kind of yeah. do. The other one is kind of your um, 
off-brand sort of stores, your big lots, your uh, your Dollar Tree. We just recently did a video oh, yeah. on the Dollar Tree. Yes, you can buy decent, good prep foods at the Dollar Tree. And I'd like to add to that. Dollar the store. Dollars, yeah, the, the Dollar Smaller store, as I call the it. The Made in China store. Yeah. yeah. Um, that video that Shelby mentions is one of the video bonus shows, and I highly recommend Seriously, you become a Patreon for the video bonus shows. It was Shelby and I for a few minutes going through a dollar store until they kicked us out because we were videotaping <laughs> we were and they thought we were, I don't know what they thought we were doing, but they kicked us out. Um, but before they did, we went through there and showed everybody some very specific things that are awesome, awesome prepping items to get. And one of the things about a dollar store, and this applies to sort of the big lot store she mentioned and the yep. restaurant supply stores, these are places where you may never have gone before because you were just a normal person and you would go to a grocery store. Maybe you went to a Costco or a Sam's Club. Get out and go to places that are not the traditional places to get smaller units of food. So that would be big lots, dollar stores and Gro restaurant supply stores. And I would say also to if you have them in your area, grocery outlet, mm -hmm. specifically uh, grocery outlet and big lots are going to be those overruns. They're, you know, they're off brand kind of things. They're odd things that are maybe out of season or um, short run sort of thing. So we went to the grocery outlets near us during COVID and we got some incredible um, stuff. Incredible prep food for like 25 cents a can and now these and what was shocking about it at the time it was in may or june of 2020 tire shelves were empty and then you would see this one block of like whatever it is that we bought that was like 25 cents or a dollar super cheap but food that we would eat this isn't mm -hmm. like you know canned you know liver and onions I'll starve first, folks. Let's just put that. You know what I mean? These were things that I'm like, no, we'll, that is actually something we would use and we've maybe even bought before. Those are great kind of, and they're like second run sort of things. I don't know how, uh, how else to say it. That's what do you a good think? way to put it. One of the things I've noticed at grocery outlet type stores, and that's a name of a store, but it goes by various names in various parts of the country is, and this seems so trivial. I can't even believe that, that the grocery stores couldn't sell it and it had to go to grocery outlet. Um, food that is like labeled in Spanish, like right. like it's going to taste different or be different. It's like, oh, we can't sell that. I'm I'm happy. I mean, I can look at a picture. I know a little bit of Spanish. I know what what the food is. I'm like, heck yeah, it's a quarter of the price of something else. I'd be happy to eat your Spanish Here's a great language example. food. Uh, grocery out, grocery outlet, craisins. You know, it's, yeah. they're like raisins made out of cranberries. We yeah. use them in baking all the time. I put high them in. calorie. They're perfect prepping we, foods. They're we, already partially dry. We already use them in our mm -hmm. just our regular everyday pantry. I bought a metric cred ton of them at a grocery outlet because they were in Spanish. I, you can look at the front of it. You know what exactly what it says. 25 cents for like a one pound bag. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have now a tub full because yeah. I bought all those. So, <clears throat> and if you if you are wondering, well, what kind of stores are, are in my town like this? I obviously don't know because I don't know what town you live in, but drive around and I'm yeah. not being facetious or anything. Drive around and look and if you're in a rural area and you go into the big town, you know, like once a week for stuff, go into the big town and look around. I would look on the internet for terms like uh, restaurant supply, um, overrun, grocery outlet, things like that. I, and you'll, I, those terms will pick up stuff in your area that's related to that. Well, that, let me add to that. The, do your dollar store, dollar tree, grocery outlet, smart food stores, all of those, and go into, go on to the internet, search for them, and do the store lo use the store locator function yep. and find them in your area. It's pretty awesome. Okay, so examples of popular store-bought prep foods right off the bat. Rice. Rice. Uh, rice is nice. Rice is nice. Rice stores really well. Uh, we talked about it in the in the previous show. Um, and we also have it in that video bonus show when we're at the dollar store. Yep. Two-pound bag of rice at the dollar store. How much did that cost? A dollar. It's, what what it's does everything a, cost at the dollar. dollar store? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and we talk about Joke that in the never video. Gets we, old. we talk about it in the show. <laughs> it's a dollar. So it doesn't come in great packaging. We're going to talk about this here in a little bit. You're going to need to package it. And all we do is um, add another layer with um, uh, the food saver with vacuum sealing. And yeah. you're good. And as mentioned in the previous show, but if you didn't catch it, here's the point. 
Don't be afraid of smaller units. Oh, my goodness. It costs like five cents a pound more to get a one pound bag of rice as opposed to a 50 pound bag of rice. Trust us when you're vacuum sealing this. It's so much easier to plop a one pound bag into a vacuum seal and seal it. And then you don't spill it all over and rats don't come in. So don't be afraid of per unit pricing. And you're talking to the people who have vacuum sealed 100 pound bags. Yeah. Of powdered milk. Yeah. And <sighs> that, that is a project. By the way, how many, just uh, by the way, how many vacuum sealers do you think we have? We have like three or four. Yeah. Because the team comes over and we, we have vacuum sealing parties because we're total nerds. And guess what? We got a lot of food. Yes, and, we do. And it's the way to go. Okay. So yes. I'm going to go down this list a little bit yes. faster because rice is a good thing. And I'll thing. just jump in and yep. add if I need to. And beans, any beans. kind of dried beans or canned beans, go for it. Uh, pasta. Yeah. All kinds. Uh, one thing about the pasta, we talked about this in the first mm. show. Um, consider uh, uh, the size of the food. If you've got elbow macaroni that's full of air, uh, that may not be the best use of your storage space. Get spaghetti which has got no sort of internal air stuff and you can get more food into a smaller area. So that's one thing with pasta. And one thing with pasta too, and I found this out years ago, is that it does the packaging does not store very well and bugs will figure out a way to get in it and you're gonna need to vacuum seal it and they're sharp. Exactly. Thank you. I was you know, it's like we finish each other's sentences. It's like it's we're like married, married or, something. or something. But with a uh, pasta, I suggest keeping it in the original bag. putting it into a vacuum seal bag and vacuum sealing it. And the reason to keep it in its original bag, or maybe even having a Ziploc bag as a, as an, as a second coating is that when it vacuum seals, those little pasta edges are sharp and they can poke through the vacuum seal. But if you keep it number one in its original packaging and, or number two in a Ziploc bag, that's going to be insulation protection against the little pokies. Yep. So again, we learned this the hard way. It's a new word. The pokies. Masika, we have a metric card ton of this too because we it's available everywhere. It's at the Dollar Tree. It's at Grocery Outlet. It's at Walmart. It, it's at Walmart. It's at a smart food source. It's everywhere. Masika is corn flour. We love it because we you can make tamales. You can make all kinds of things with it. I make um, tortillas. Tortillas for you. You're gluten free, so masika flour is very important. Very high in calories. Very, very cheap and very universal. All it takes is water and a heat source. Very and you've good got, for you too. And you've got yeah, you've got tortillas. Yep, there you go. Baking mixes. <laughs> this is um, one that I find really easy to. Look through the grid of prepping when I go to those off-brand stores, the grocery outlets and the and the dollar stores. This is going to be, you know, your pancake mixes where you only need to add water. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking Ideally. for those. Ideally. Um, then there's also the ones where you got to add milk or an egg or whatever. So you got to think about that. But baking mixes are great. I don't care about expiration dates on them either. No. And we're going to talk more about expiration dates when we get to canned food, but... Uh, the preview is don't worry about it. Another thing, flour. That's something you can get uh, store-bought food. It's prep food. Some people say you need to freeze your flour to kill any bow weevils and stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I've never really heard of that being a thing. If you want to, go ahead and do it. But don't hold off on getting flour because you're like, oh, geez, I need to freeze it to kill the bugs or whatever. Just seal it. I, I don't think it's a big deal. But if you want to, by all means, go ahead and do it. Another example of getting smaller packages, because when you're scooping out that flour, it's going everywhere. It's going to look like moon dust all, all over the whatever room it is, your vacuum sealing. Consider the smaller things, which is cool at the dollar store, because you can get sometimes a pound of flour for a dollar or something like mm-hmm. that. Again, don't be afraid of small unit sizes. Speaking of great ways to get bulk food, one of our next sponsors, Numana Foods. We love them over there. Numana Foods deals specifically in bulk freeze-dried food. These are not Large your, portions. Yeah, large portions. We're not talking your little individual servings for camping or, or hunting. This is for specifically for preppers, specifically for long-term preps, specifically to be ready for whatever you need to be ready for. Um, love those folks. They also have some special di- dietary... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. products too which is really helpful for you gluten-free gmo free and all kinds of other organic bad things that are that are free they're bad thing free 
<laughs> Go over to our website again, friends and affiliates. Uh, use the coupon code PREP, all lowercase, at checkout when you check out Numana Foods, and you'll get 10% off your order. Great, folks. Thank you, Numana, for supporting us. So back to the next thing on the list. Uh, this is something I look for a lot. Uh, again, popular store-bought foods. Oatmeal. Holy crow. We Where does it. one start with the bliss and wonderfulness of oatmeal? First of all, it's delicious, you guys. It's delicious. All you have to do is add water. And especially if you buy the instant pack ones, they come with the little fill line. You don't even need a measuring cup. You exactly. just make it and heat it up and you've got it. And this is something that is very prevalent at places like grocery outlet or sort of overrun stores in big lots. For whatever reason, a grocery store won't be able to sell a thousand units of like strawberries and cream um, oatmeal and they end up at these overrun places and you can get uh, like a box of this stuff for like 75 cents. Well, let me throw that throw another thing. And there's seasonal flavors. So what I did pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice oatmeal, which I actually thought was really good. Disgusting. It was really good. And I ate them because obviously Glenn didn't. Um <laughs> A box of like a dozen packages was like 75 cents. So yeah. And the, and the cool thing about oatmeal in individual serving things, there's a bunch of flavors, which is nice. Variety being important. We talked about that in the first part of this uh, episode or the first episode of this series. But um, they're very easy to vacuum seal. They come already in single serving things. You just throw a bunch of those into a big vacuum seal bag. And vacuum seal it. Of course, you can get a one pound uh, cylinder or whatever you call it of it and make your own uh, vacuum seal bag with it. I would stay away from regular oats or even quick oats and go with instant. And there's a reason. Now, I like the the flavor of the um, stuff you cook, but you got to cook it. And as we talked about in part one of this series, forget about cooking, forget about the time and the energy that's involved just get stuff to the extent you can that you only need to add hot water to. Oatmeal is the perfect thing for that. And it's really good for you. A ton of energy, slow release sugars. So something to add to that. The cylinders I do buy because if I need it as a cooking ingredient. There you go. The oh, other yeah. thing I want to add that we don't have on our list here. What? That we managed to do really well with during the pandemic mm-hmm. because it kind of came forward is grits. Oh, yeah. For whatever reason, and we're up in Yankeeville up here in Washington State, and there's not a lot of grits. So when they do have grits and they don't sell, they go to these um, outlet stores. We got so many amazing deals on grits. You just add hot water. It's basically corn fuel for your body, tons of calories, incredibly cheap, very easy to make. And if you are up north and you haven't eaten grits before, you don't know what you're missing. They're really good. Regular slow-cooked grits are better, but the instant ones, as I mentioned earlier, 100% easier to make. You cannot go wrong. One or two bucks for a pound of grits, that's going to feed a lot of people a lot of times for very little money, very easy to store, very easy to store long-term. So, and to something to add to that, one thing I found at our grocery store here recently is there was a brand, I got to watch our time to, we're going to have to jump into the break here in a moment, but that kind of Mylar, that heavy-duty plastic bag with the pull-off, but has the zip closing, I found like one-pound bags of that, of grits. I'm not going to do much to that except maybe vacuum seal that one more time because that kind of packaging will degrade over time. Going back to vacuum sealing your individual packs of oatmeal. Yes, please do that because those are basically just paper. Those are going to degrade in a fairly short amount of time and you want it to have an extra package, uh, an extra layer of packaging on it. So always think about packaging and ask yourself if this is a good long-term storage um, item. So we're going to talk about a few more items that are good store-bought items to prep with on the other side of the break. We're going to talk about those kind of crazy ones that don't store well and don't last very long and some some uh, alternatives to that. And expiration dates, are they fact or myth? And a word that you came up with, homeries. Stay around, everyone. More Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. 
Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. <laughs> coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Bold, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself and save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher with my co-host, Glenn Tate. We are talking about good store-bought foods that are great for prepping. And we just finished off kind of talking about grains, oatmeal, grits, flour. We're going to kind of now talk about canned meat. And I think this is one of those things that we all learned a lesson during COVID. Um, I remember during COVID going into Costco and you could only buy one sleeve of tuna, one sleeve of chicken, and they really limited your ability to buy canned meat, um, which we did. We we took advantage of our limits, but we we already have a metric cred ton, which is an official. Yes, it's an actual international unit of measure. In the Tate Gallagher household. Yeah, yes, in, met- our, in our own house. We have a metric crud ton of canned meat. And I, I encourage you to look for more than just tuna. I mean, we use tuna. We eat tuna a lot. It's very good for you. But there's the canned uh, beef. There's canned uh, turkey. Turkey. There's canned chicken. There's canned. At Costco, they even had pulled pork and uh, beef. Do you try to get a variety. Protein in general is so important in your nutritional needs when um, things are kind of dicey and you're stressed out. And there are several other reasons why canned meat is a particularly good choice for prepping and long-term storage. First of all, um, canned meats 
are calorically dense. They're physically dense. You're going to get a lot of food because there's no fluff. There's no air. It's not the air in the elbow macaroni I was talking about. So they're calorically dense, nutritionally dense. They are an anchor for other meals. The protein if you've is got, so important. Yeah, you've got rice and beans, let's say. Well, you know what's really awesome with that would be some canned beef, for example. And... Um, a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot of people, I'm going to say some people are going to be tempted who maybe haven't thought this through that much to say, I don't need to buy canned meat because I'm going to shoot me a deer every every day and I'm going to dress it and I'm going to have a backstrap. Eat, and, like, and a king. eat like a king. No, you're not. Okay. For a variety of reasons. We get into that with hunting. Number one, everybody and their dog is going to be thinking the same thing. Number two. Because you went deer hunting with grandpa 30 years ago doesn't mean you're any good at it right now. Let's be honest. So don't think there are awesome substitutes out there for canned meat. There is no awesome substitute for canned meat. Get it now and then work on your hunting skills. Get the canned meat now and then work on rabbits and other things that are that are sustainable and refreshable and renewable. But get some canned meat now. We are big fans of Spam which is at Costco and Sam's and everywhere else. It's pretty inexpensive. It's got a ton of salt. You're going to need salt. It is a great anchor for a variety of things. It's got fat in it. You need fat. Fat gets bad rap. I feel a song coming on, but no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Don't start. Um, You're going to need fat. So canned meats, huge, huge thing to get. Solves a lot of problems. Checks off a lot of boxes with prepping. Before I go into what kind of our next ingredient, I guess, I want to give a quick shout out to another one of our awesome sponsors. They are the folks that fuel this show, or at least fuel me, Minuteman Coffee. Love them. Great folks over there. They have developed our specialty blend, the I Miss America blend. We have our own brand of coffee. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and, and brag I, a little and bit. And I drink it fairly often. And uh, great, great conservative prepping minded folks over there again go to our website and click on their logo and if you use the term i miss america at checkout you get 15 percent off your order encourage you to go check them out awesome awesome we've gotten a lot of great feedback people love the blend the i miss america blend so going on and not only canned meat now we talk about canned soups and meals canned sauces i encourage all of these i stocked up like crazy on these things before the pandemic and during the pandemic, because I was able to find some of those, again, those off-brand things. Um, one of the ones that we really stocked up on, because we found a good deal on it recently, was canned soup. Specifically, I'm not talking um, Campbell's. Campbell's is a good ingredient in something. Campbell's soup isn't all that awesome, but Progresso soups. Yeah, normally two forty nine or even 3 bucks. It was the beginning of fall when everybody starts eating soup. For whatever reason, our local grocery store, nothing special, not a like buck. a survival place. It was $0.99. Cents. I got a ton of it. And uh, Pastor Joe Fox, by the way, who's a friend of the show and a great guy with a great show, He they call him Progresso Joe because he's always talking about get Progresso soup. Doesn't have to be fancy, you guys. Well, and he's a great example of this. Folks, when you hear us talking about prepping and prepping your foods, don't think you have to go out and get these, you know, these emergency. You could, yes, make it part of Layering. your prep. Um, the, that all of your preps need to be all of this freeze-dried, deep-prep, emergency, five-day supply. No, go to the grocery store and buy cans of food. And sauces and soups are a great way to start. And those sauces and soups can, you know, kind of watch your prices, but you can get them for pretty inexpensive. Exactly. And it's great with a bunch of other foods. Let's say you do get some deer. You can do deer and sauces with some rice and some beans. Boom. Set taking care Huge of pennies per, yep. pennies per serving or per meal or however you want to look at well, it. And especially when you're talking about game meat, that can be kind of tough. It can be kind of mm-hmm. gamey. It can be because it's a lean meat. It's nice to have those sauces and those flavorings and those extras to add to it. What's next on the list, Shelby? Cereal. Mm-hmm. And we kind of hit a little bit on this with oatmeal, but we're talking about, um, uh, yeah, your cold cereal. Yeah. And this is, cold cereal is kind of shrinking right now. The whole world. Shrinkflation, they call it. Well, oh, is it? And part of it is because it's become, even before COVID, crazy expensive. And when you have a teenager that'll eat a, a $5 box of cereal in one sitting, it became crazy. Based on a true story. But um, if you're lucky enough, if you can find a good coupon deal or a good kind of weekly de- grocery store deal, and you can get around a buck, a buck fifty a box, you can get... Lots of good food, lots of good cereal that is calorie and sugar dense, 
and it's got so many preservatives in it. It doesn't matter how old it is. What are your thoughts? That's all good. And, and the big bags of Bulkser, the off-brand stuff, yes. you know, like f- Fruity Loops or whatever, and they change the name a little Loopy bit. Fruits. Loopy Fruits. Um, you can get those at the restaurant supply places, the big lots, and the grocery outlet kind of places. One caveat to cereal is, and by all means, get some, especially some. if you have people that love cereal. Remember, you may not have milk, but I mean, cereal by itself is pretty good. And kids, what, you can keep kids. the kids happy with all the sugar. One thing to consider is space limitations. It's kind of full of air. I mean, take uh, Fruit Loops for example. There's a there's a, like donut an, a size. hole in the middle that's like full of air. Um, so consider that you can vacuum seal cereal, keep it in its original bag, obviously not the box, keep it in its original bag and it, and the pokey crunchy things will be, uh, largely alleviated. And, and let me jump back to that. When you do the, when you vacuum seal them, we'll talk about this a little bit more in their original bag, snip the corners so that it sucks yeah. all the air out. So you have the layer of protection, but you have all the air out. We, we talked about this a little bit before, um, there's those there's now powdered things that you can buy that are incredibly awesome because these the powdered things that I'm going to mention are things that are typically have a very short shelf life and hard to keep. One is milk. Unless they're powdered. Unless so they're like powdered. in their liquid form they are yep. they are hard to keep. Yeah, yes. they're refrigerator milk. During the pandemic and I talked about this on our shows back in May and June of 2020. I found myself going crud. That's there's that's a hole in our preps and I don't have and I managed to find a couple of great ways to get a hold of some powdered milk and I filled that gap real quick. And eggs, you can find powdered eggs out there on, on the market, Numana Foods, you can find- Costco. Costco, you can find powdered eggs. I recommend it. Basically like about a quarter cup of the powder and a quarter cup of uh, water will make one egg and now you can bake. You can bake. And here's the other thing about powdered eggs. Powdered eggs have a bad rap because some people, and it's usually like somebody's uncle was in like World War II and says, I hated powdered eggs. And I and it's like powdered eggs have become this thing that's like yucky and nobody wants. Um, number one, they're a lot better now. Yeah. And number two, don't base your food preps, which is to say your plan for saving your life and your family's life based on what your uncle went through in World War II. Yep. Why don't you hit the refresh button, get some updated information One of the things about food preps, and we covered it very briefly in part one, but I want to amplify it, and that is you're not just getting the familiar foods you're used to now. You're going to have to branch out a little bit. Don't be afraid of things like, ooh, powdered eggs are yucky. Get some powdered eggs. They're they're incredibly inexpensive. They're incredibly easy to get because they're at Costco usually, and they're very easy to vacuum seal. So they're the perfect perfect prepping food. Don't have old... um, boogaboos in your head that prevent you from trying or acquiring some of this food because that powdered egg mix and some water and cooking it up is going to be way better than eating dirt clods. Well, and powdered eggs are that key ingredient so many times. If you get, you know, a pancake mix, many that, that let's just use the name, the name brand of Bisquick, you need an egg, you need eggs. Mm-hmm. You don't, does it need to be a whole egg? Nope, it needs to be a scrambled egg. Use egg powder for that in prep time or in uh, collapse times for that. The next one we talked about, and I think it was in the after show the last time, but we'll talk about it here, is oil, cooking oil. So many um, mixes out there need a cooking oil. That This is one of those things that's really hard to prep for because... Um, uh, cooking oil in general has a has a couple short, years. Yeah, a couple years, depending on the on the conditions that you're storing it in, and goes rancid. I would say less than a year. I would say a year or less. You need to rotate it out. But there's two things that I encourage you to think about, and this is thinking outside the box. One, bacon grease. Every time I cook bacon, and I that's often, <laughs> which is often. she's awesome. I render the grease and I put it in a mason jar and it's in a refrigerator and that will keep for a long time. We have quarts and quarts of bacon fat. And if I don't, and if I realize it, I can just throw it out. It's just toss it out. The other thing that became kind of a big deal, more of a big deal during the pandemic was ghee and it's spelled G-H-E-E and it is a rendered butter that is shelf stable. It doesn't need to be refrigerated. And um, it's usually really expensive, but we found some new avenues for it. Usually, like, let's uh, just say, like, a jar the size of a pop can in a grocery store can be, like, 10 or $12. Costco, during the pandemic, big, huge jars, like, 
like a 60 ounces or something yeah, pretty big $20 we can store that in our pantry for years so you can have an alternative to you know your canola oil through bacon fat that I get for free because I'm not, you know what I mean because I'm cooking it anyway or you can get ghee so there's a couple of different options for cooking oil that we didn't always have before I don't think in the prepping community people considered as much so keep that in mind one of the things when it comes to the topic at hand which is store-bought foods as a method of preservation parentheses not really a method of preservation but it's still preserved food is expiration dates because typically expiration dates are on things you get at the grocery store. That is to say, you're not going to buy freeze-dried food from Numana and it's not going to have an expiration date because there really isn't one. So that's why it's here. Expiration dates. We can speak a lot or a little about this. We're going to opt for a little to make the point because that's all we need to do. Expiration dates are almost entirely a myth. Mm -hmm. They do not matter they help you figure out what's old and what's new they are there so that stores can make you think that you need to buy new stuff there's the classic story of the cans that were on a ship that they ran aground and were underwater and and didn't rust and they were 100 years old and they tested them zero bacteria after 100 years so canned food and applies to packaged food too. You'll notice it very rarely says expires. That's kind of the old term. Best now used by. Best used by. And they mean that it would be best if you used it by. Bottom line, forget about expiration dates. I've eaten nine-year-old um, canned uh, fruit. It was just fine. We um, subjected, we secretly uh, fed the team pancake mix that was eight years old. And, I, and we're like, yeah, how do you like the pancake mix? And they're like, yeah, this is pretty good. This, these, these are normal pancakes. Like, ha ha, it's eight years old. Forget about it is the bottom line. Right. So to add to that, though, too, there are a couple of conditions on that. If you, you know, go into your stores and you see a can that's kind of puffed up, it's bad. Yep. Just don't, if it's dented or and it's rusted, rusted at all, rusted. something that, like when we were doing a bunch of uh, storing of some of our canned things mm-hmm. this last year and we would inadvertently dent one. Well, we're going to use that right away. That goes into the pantry. That's that goes, not right. That's not going to go into long term. So there's some key things with that. And we'll talk about that more when the book comes out. But in general, especially canned foods because of the preservation methods that's done in the packaging. I'm not going to go into that. Keep for a really long time, as well as uh, how, honest, I, honestly, I have granola bars on my shelf that when I take them to work, oh, I don't want to eat this. They're expired by two years. And I'm like, great, I have a snack because th- there's so <laughs> many preserva- preservatives in food these days. So the next one is, and you have a lot to talk I, about on this, is, this is MR- a topic. Yeah, go for it. MREs, military meals, meals ready to eat. They get a bad rap, much like your uncle in World War II not liking powdered eggs. There's this myth that MREs are disgusting. Now, I will grant you, if you lived on them for a year, and I actually know people who've lived on them for about a year, it would not be awesome. So I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with them, but they are not awful. Um, they, They taste good for the most part if they're stored right. So some of the pros of MREs as opposed to the cons. Pros are extremely portable. And as the name implies, it's a meal ready to eat. I mean, it's got everything. It's got a spoon. It's got all the stuff you need. If it's got coffee, it's also got creamer and sugar. It's got it all. Very, very um, useful that way. Um, high in calories, which is not bad. Normally in the in the peacetime world, that's bad. It is not bad here. Nutritionally balanced. I mean, they put a lot of thought into this because they knew that this was the fuel going into soldiers and you could lose a battle, get people killed if people are are hungry or they're vitamin deficient. So they they're very good for that. Um, tastes good. Incredible variety. Yes, there's 24 in a, you know, 24 different menus and they change them out year after year. And yes, there's probably one disgusting entree out of the 24, but don't get hung up by that. Cons of MREs, they're expensive. They used to be 50 bucks a case, or if you knew Special Forces Ted, they were $0 a case because they fell off trucks because the ROTC kids wouldn't need them and uh, Special Forces Ted would grab them and uh, give them to me. So <laughs> they used to be $75 a case. That was the next thing. And now with delivery, because they're pretty heavy, very dense food, by the way, so they're very heavy. It's about 100 bucks delivered. So 
kind of expensive. Every prepper should have MREs. It's one of the layers. We talked about that in part one of this series, layering and what that means. Uh, you're going to need portable food. You're going to need throw in your cargo pockets of your fatigues kind of food. You're going to need food to throw in, in a truck or a vehicle as emergency food. You got to store them in, in a coolish climate. They can last several years if they're temperature maintained. I've, I've had a 15-year-old MRE and it was fine, but it was stored in the cool Pacific Northwest temperatures that we have. If it's in the middle of a, of a shipping container in Kuwait, uh, you get maybe three years out of it. So that's the effect heat has on it. So pros and cons of MREs, you got to have MREs. And I believe you have a message from one of our sponsors. One of our awesome sponsors. Um, you might remember a few episodes ago, a few months ago, probably now. Gosh, it all flies so fast. We had Jared Savick, who is a realtor in the Kalispell, Montana area. Um, he and his wife are awesome. They're preppers themselves. And they have some really good ideas on what makes a good prepper property. So if you're in the market, you're looking for a prepper property, whether you want something turnkey, um, you're looking to build something yourself, they know of properties in town in Kalispell, out of town. All over Montana. All over probably the Pacific Northwest and way out of town. So in other words, you're not just limited to one area. I encourage you to reach out to them and contact them at their website. And so I'm going to say the words and then spell it out for you. Seize the day Montana. Montana, And that's SeizeTheDayMT.com or just put it in your search engine. Take a look. Great folks over there, fellow preppers. Encourage you to go check them out and, and listen to what they have to say about it about it if you're in the market to relocate. But let's go on. You invented the term. I invented something, and I feel really cool about we this. We should do a whole show on this, honestly. Uh, we could. We could. So there's MREs, obviously. We talked about that. And I came up with something called HOMREs, H-O-M-R-E's. And they're homemade MREs. And what I did was I went around and I found at various places, uh, grocery outlet, uh, dollar store, and other places, I found entrees and side dishes. And I sort of mimicked, I made homemade MREs. Uh, an example would be at the dollar store. And some of this is gross. Some of you guys out probably don't care. I found um, packages like three ounce packages of Velveeta cheese, which is kind of like the cheese packets in an MRE. I found granola that was in, you know, a half pound container that I could, you know, just instantly sort of vacuum seal. There was tuna and I put in spoons. I put in all this stuff. I made my own homemade MREs from all these kind of leftover um, stems and pieces, sort of like miscellaneous stuff that I found at these various stores. Those homeries are going to be really, really valuable. They have all the attributes of an MRE in that you can just take one and put it in your pocket or put the parts of it in various pockets and you've got a meal. It's everything you need, but it's even better than an MRE because it's way cheaper and it's customizable. So really consider it. I think uh, Shelby, a VBS is in our future a video bonus show for Patreons at the $5 and above level right. on the whole home re process. And it's turned out to be a really big hit. And just think creatively, you guys. You're right. not you're not stuck with the limitations of MREs can only be from the military and only come, you know, in cases that are twelve for one hundred and four dollars delivered. Well, it, right, because MREs are not cost effective these days. They used to be; they're not anymore. But man, when you can make your own, and especially with some of the good deals that you can find, um, I know one thing we found last summer at um, I know what you're grocery say. outlet were these little cups, um, cups of already cooked oatmeal. Mm -hmm. So they had a pretty decent, they have some preserves and it, it was just packaged so well. And it came with its own spoon. And it had like, like a fruit um, thing. So it would be like blueberry um, uh, oatmeal. It would have oatmeal cooked and then like blueberry jam for lack right. of a better term in its own little spoon. And it was 25 cents a piece. So we bought several hundred. We bought several hundred. And now that's a part of the home race. And that is like when, so when you are talking about the team wanting, what are these just meals ready to eat right now, food ready to eat right now. Stick that in your pocket and just go, guys, because you don't have to heat that up or anything. And we tried a couple and they, they're good. Very calorie dense grains. So you're getting a good protein. You're getting a good... Oh, anyway, so I'm getting off. Next one I wanted to talk about is commercially freeze-dried foods. Mm -hmm. And this goes back to one of our sponsors, Numana. But, but Numana, again, is bulk amounts. When you're talking about freeze-dried meals, you're talking about those those kind of mountain housey. Mountain house kind of things. There's a lot of them out there. And that's 
okay. They're very expensive. They're very light. They last forever and you get a lot of variety. And so there's nothing wrong with them, but it's just, it's one tool in the toolbox and layering is the toolbox. And the one thing I want to add to that, I mean, we're using the kind of the, the term mountain house to, to describe the, the product right now through all of COVID. What I found interesting is Costco had the entire time, these emergency meals in a bucket and they're the individual servings in a sealed bucket. So they're packaged really well for emergency servings. I think it's like 50 or so meals. It's around 50, 55, dollars for a bucket they still have them if you're looking for something like that that is what i would recommend for those freeze-dried meals also go down your costco aisle or your uh, dollar tree aisle or any of those and you will find really good inexpensive spices spices are a must do not buy them at the grocery store where they are way too expensive you can get really inexpensive spices at your walmarts and your dollar trees and sometimes at walmart they'll have them on sale but just go to the dollar tree and get a bunch of like cinnamon sugar for a dollar it's in a small size. Garlic you have salt. to have spices. Not only does it make your food taste better, highly barterable, huge morale boost. And if you're eating deer and beans and rice for two years in a row, you're going to need some spices. And we're not talking about the exotic ones. Saffron. Yeah, we're, we're talking about your cinnamons, your your garlic salt, your garlic powder, your uh, you know all of those things that are your good basics. I would get a lot of taco seasoning too because that... Oh, goodness. Uh, we're not just talking tacos. We're just, just how to make your meat have a little bit more flavor. The other one is drink mixes. Huge fan. You have to have drink mixes for some counterintuitive reasons. A lot of people don't use drink mixes now, but you're going to need them. A couple things. The water may not taste awesome because you're treating it. It might have iodine or even bleach in it. We did a whole episode on treatment of water, episode 90 off the top of my head. So you're going to want to flavor up water. The other thing is get drink mixes with sugar in it. Why? Because you're going to need the sugar. We talked in part one of this series about how I was out cutting wood and I could not eat enough. You're going to need way more sugar than you think. So get drink mixes very cheap uh, stores very well you can just put a vacuum seal around it and it's light and uh, a little sleeve of it or a can of it or whatever goes a really long way trust me trust me trust me spices and drink mix are two things you may not think about but it's going to be a hundred percent awesome when you need it Big, huge thanks to our last couple of sponsors. Big shout out to Backwoods Home Magazine. Great magazine with great resources for homesteaders and preppers. Go to our website, prepping2-0.com. Click over there and use the digit 6 off. So the digit 6 OFF, you get $6 off your subscription. Katie Armour, they deal in uh, body armor. Katie stands for come and take it. Get it while you can because who knows how much longer you will be able to legally get armor. Use the coupon code GRANT at checkout and you'll get 10% off your order. Folks, wanted to mention in the after show, we're going to finish up this topic. Here's what you're missing if you're not a Patreon and you're not able to listen to the after show. We're going to talk about freezing, canning, dehydrating, freeze drying, smoking. We're going to talk about hunting, fishing. We're going to talk about bulk gains. We're going to grains. We're going to talk about gardening. We're going to talk about animal husbandry and preparing food in the collapse, how to actually cook this stuff in the conditions that you're going to be faced with. That's what you're missing unless you're listening in the after show. Folks, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.